Saving money is never an easy topic. Over and over again, I see many of my fellow Americans struggle to handle a simple practice of saving money. Why is that? Why is saving money so hard? Many people. The complaints that I get a lot about, I can't save because I'm not making enough. What is there to save for? But what about tomorrow? I want to live for today. You never know about tomorrow. Or as soon as a friend of mine get paid, he would took his paycheck and go rent a nice looking car and then take out an internet date or somebody he met, wooed him, hopefully he got a free place to sleep for the next 30 days. Wow. So money is the same problem that I can share with you, even the richest person in this world, such as Bill Gates, and someone like me, and someone lesser than me, we all share the same problems. There's just not enough money. None of us have enough money. After the success with Microsoft, the founder Bill Gates find himself struggling funding the Gates Foundations to fight Ebola. Thank God to him, Warren Buffett and Mark Zuckerberg donate to his campaign fully with billions of dollars. So again, if I ask you, a rich man and poor man has the same problem with saving money, then how would you live differently? What does your monetary policies look like? Let me share with you the journey of how money came to my sights and my mind. When I was a little boy, the only concept of money I understand is when my grandma gave me money for snacks. I was a spoiled child who constantly nagging grandma because I know grandma loves me and she will give in after I keep bugging her. Then she realized that I am picking up a bad habit. So my grandma called my cousin and together we riding a motorbike out to this village. I mean, this open street market in Dalat where people don't need a stand or permits to sell to be a street vendor. She dropped us off with a jackfruit and told us, don't come home till we sell the jackfruit. And she said, grandson, you want your money, sell the jackfruit and you can have some money for your allowance. I was in tears. I was three years old. I was so afraid. But I know I can't come home unless I sell this jackfruit because grandma's long gone. My cousin hate me. She looked at me like, you just woke me out of my nap for what? You're going to get beat up later. I was in tears and fear my cousin and trying to sell the jackfruit. I was in tears. I couldn't bring the words out of my mouth. Can you imagine how fearful it is for a child to be alone? trying to sell something to a street of busy people, foot traffic, and everybody ignore you. And then I heard my cousin voice in the background. Jackfruit, jackfruit for sales. Name your price and we can negotiate. And I tried to mimic and repeat the same thing. Now, at young age, my grandparents did an excellent job to teach me the value of money. How hard it was to earn it. So for the rest of that summer, I was working at my grandmother's hotel, 
It's called Fuplaktal. It's still in dialect today. So, as I earn my living by, you would think, a three years old kid, what can he do for a living? Actually, I was greeting all the guests coming to the hotel, check on their day, talk to them, get in much details, and then share with my grandma about who this person is, where they're coming from. So, you can say, a concierge position, or the bell, or the bellboy at the local hotel, or the front desk check-in person. After I get back from that summer, my maternal grandmother owned a noodle shop. She decided to give me a different position. I am now the babysitter of my cousins um, after the morning of working in the noodle shops before lunch. So my I have a two-shift during this particular summer. Now I'm about four or five years old. Early in the morning, about crack of dawn, I would get up with my grandmother. I would set up all the tables and chairs, get ready for the noodle soups. And after people come in, I greet them, help clean the table, and then I go babysat my cousin so my aunts can work on serving the noodles. Midday, after everything is done, around 10 o'clock in the morning, my grandmother then say, Grandson, what do you want for breakfast? Oh my God, only if you know. This is how I found, found myself in love with food, and food is more than money. For the first time, it was never about how much money I'm going to get in my hand, but I get to choose what I want to eat for the day. Grandma already have agreement with all the street vendors in our neighborhood that if my grandson come around 10 o'clock in the morning, he eats something, put it on my tab. So one day I get to go eat mankun, which is the uh, rice noodles wrapped with pork and ear mushrooms. Or another day I get to eat the real pork chops for breakfast and lunch or brunch. As a kid, I never had such good meals. Meals I always want for my own choosing and liking. Because every single meal before that would be, we sat at the table, whatever is on the table, like it or not, I'm going to have to eat it. And because I'm being a chitter-chatter bug, by the time I reach my chopstick, there's nothing left on the plate. So I often would go to bed hungry because I talk too much during my meals. So being a grandma for that particular summer was amazing. And every now and then, I would get money from my grandparents and I would put in this piggy bank. As a kid, I have no concept values for money except for taking the money out, sneak it out, and go buy toys occasionally, discreetly, so my parents didn't know I've been stealing from my piggy bank. So the day that my parents lose their job, our house got on fire, I literally took my piggy bank. What's left of it, give it to my parents. Thank God they don't know how much is left in there. So, that was a little boy lessons about money. Chapter 2, I will cover adolescence, teenage years, and adulthood. So stay tuned. Thank you for listening to the first episode.